0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Friday, March 4th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Josh Crash Davis. Josh, how are you on this wonderful Friday? Good morning, Coach. Doing well, doing
1: well. We've got a nice, uh, is it eight or nine games here? Nine, so, yeah, nine, nine big
0: yeah. games. Yep, nine games slate. so got a lot to dive into i'm excited we've had some six and seven gamers we haven't had the big nine or double digit uh since the all-star break so this is the biggest uh biggest full field and i like you know me i like the full fields where you have some more options and Mm -hmm. less chalk as it spreads around to the ownership so definitely looks like a great card yeah definitely yep we've got uh Three teams on the first night of a back-to-back and three teams on the second night, so we'll fill that in as we go, but uh, really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, Real quickly, if you want to jump on with us, go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have several different memberships that you can join if you want to dip your toe in the water. Uh, We have a three-day $10 pass that will get you Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You'll get right through the weekend all of our NBA all of our PGA so uh come join us check it out it is the best community in discord uh in the world or is your dog giving you trouble yeah he's <laughs> a- <laughs> Drinking all the bowl,
1: all the water in his bowl, and I'm trying to get him to stop. So
0: yeah. Oh, that's fine. I've I've <laughs> had my dog too, where I'm shooing on the side trying to. Make... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. dogs. They are hur- they do not care, and they know when we can't react too. That's right, the funny right. Part.
2: Yep,
0: <laughs> it is all well, good. No doubt. Well, let's dive in because we've got a big. Uh, nine games here. We don't want to waste any time uh, going in. I do want to thank our presenting sponsor prize picks. And speaking of prize picks, if you go to PrizePicks.com, sign up for the first time all the way up to a hundred bucks, they'll match that hundred bucks and get it right into your account. No drip, no nothing. And if you use that promo code coach talk, you get that as your first deposit match all the way up to a hundred bucks. So speaking of prize picks, uh, Josh, we have the prize picks choices of the week at the end of this podcast. So something to stay tuned for to the end of the uh, show. Yep, looking forward to that. All right, man, here we go. We've got uh, right off the bat, three seven o'clock locks. So it's going to get juicy right off the bat. First game of the night is the Cleveland Cavaliers and Philadelphia 76ers. Phillies favored by seven and a half. It's a 218 total, so low total, 105.25 for Cleveland, 112.75 for Philly. This should be a really fun game to check mm-hmm. out. Definitely. Coming in, Cleveland has a 36-26 record. Philadelphia, 38 and 23. We have Rondo doubtful and Lavert out again. Or no, uh, yes, he's doubtful as well, but I'm saying he's out. I don't think he's going to play from what I read. Then we have a, a bizarre one for Philly. Uh, he's eligible to play, and he's probable, and that's the newly acquired DeAndre Jordan for Philly. Yeah. So now he's backing up Embiid and Drummond. They have a third veteran, DeAndre Jordan. Sort of an interesting move there. Uh, all right, looking at this game, a couple of things statistically. Cleveland 26th in pace. Cleveland, uh Philadelphia 28. So that's why we have the low total of 218 mm. for sure. And then also on top of that, you've got the other negative for us DFS players, the fourth and ninth best defenses on the entire in the entire league. So okay. you've got two top nine defenses, uh, three of the, the bottom uh four uh pace, and uh man, that makes mm. it tough especially when you got these huge payups so what's your first brush here at this game josh yeah um the first
1: play that i'm looking at is um matisse he's really benefited you know ever since they've made that trade um he's had 21 24 and 28 DraftKings points in his last three games and he had um 27 when they when they played the Cavs on on february 12th so they played each other not too long ago and he's only 3900 on DraftKings, so I think that's a good value there for Thibel. Um, You could look at Harden. I'm kind of leaning more towards Embiid if I play one of these two. Um, he's a little cheaper than Jokic and Giannis, so I like that, uh, at least on FanDuel. Um, actually, I think he is on both sides. He's 10 8 on FanDuel. He's eleven eight 8 on DraftKings, so he is expensive. Uh, but he had eighty-three DraftKings points last time he played the Cavs, with forty points, fourteen rebounds, and a t- a ten assists for a triple double. Good so, lord! Yeah, yeah, he had a monster game. So those those would be the main plays for me. I don't really like anyone on the Cleveland side in this game. Um, this is just with a nine game slate. I think that I can, you know, kind of narrow it down to some other guys that I like, and not have to dive as deep on the Cleveland side. So that's kind of where I am leaning at this point is probably Thibault and Embiid.
0: Yeah, you know, it's hard here. I mean, I as much as this game is such a great game and there is some great potential. I mean, just all the things that we mentioned play against that and you don't get any price reductions really no. on those Philly guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, Harden at 115, he's going to get uh, Okoro defense, which is solid. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Embiid, we know he's destroyed this team before. Right. But, he, you know, you would think with the three seven footers in there, and Mobley and Allen, that they could slow him down a little bit. Plus, the dynamic has changed. Obviously, they didn't have Harden the last time they played mm-hmm. Cleveland. So he yeah. was a one man show. If, if you look at usage that game they played, the, the ball was in his hands like the whole entire time. So,
2: right.
0: I, you know, 11-8 definitely is too much for me. 10-8, maybe I can think about it on FanDuel. But... I'll tell you, to be honest, uh, you know, Maxie at 6'6 has really shown to be the third option here, which is shocking mm-hmm. with Tobias mm-hmm. Harris there. He's the guy that sort of sunk out of it a little bit. So Maxi, I actually have a little interest in a sneaky 6'6 Maxie okay. uh, as the guy on that side of the ball. Um, I will say on Cleveland's side, he's going to get viable defense, and that's Darius Gardland. Uh, but it's seven nine now that's not a bad price for a guy that can dominate play so mm-hmm. I I would consider Darius just because he's at sub 8k number uh, but after that it's just to me it's too tough I mean marketing at five nine but he's you know playing well but getting some time split with with love basically and then you know the two big seven three Moby 7 six, yeah. Allen uh just a little bit too high for me you know, for what the two guys can offer with that tough and beat interior. So mm-hmm. as, as much as I'm going to watch this game and love this game, I'm not going to dive all over it. Maybe a consideration to Garland and Maxi of all people, uh, but uh, probably not going to have much uh, ownership here in this one. Yeah, I get that. All right, let's go on to uh, the second game. It's the Atlanta Hawks. And Washington Wizards also seven o'clock. It's uh, Atlanta minus four, two twenty-three and a half total, one thirteen point seven five implied for Atlanta, one o nine point seven five uh, for the Washington Wizards. Coming into the game, Atlanta's thirty and thirty-two. Washington is twenty-eight and thirty-three. We have two very very important questionable tags that we need answered, and that's John Collins and. O- Uh, Onyeka, Onyeka, easy for you to say, Okongwu. Um, So those two guys, huge pieces of their offense, especially Colin starting. Okongwu Mm -hmm. generally gets a good chunk of minutes uh, at center, uh, spelling Capella. So we need that news, number one. Secondly, then on the Washington side, uh, of course, Vernon Carey. I know he was one of your top plays today but he's doubtful so you're going to have to scratch him Josh.
1: Yeah. And then
0: woman. guess what, you're not going to believe this.
1: Kristaps Porzingis. He's out. Yeah. Can you
0: believe he's not playing? <laughs> it's I'm sorry. I for the Wizards fans I hate to keep rubbing it in but you know what are you going to do? It's yeah. all that frustration all that time for Porzingis. I know that you feel my pain and I know that that's not fun pain to feel. But anyway, enough gloating on poor Chris Stapps. I need to leave him alone now and be done with it. I think the point has been firmly made. Yeah. So, on this side, a couple of things. It is the second night of a back to back with Atlanta, and they did have a hard fought game last night. So, it could definitely affect things. We have no report on Trey Young so far, but he was questionable going into last night. So, Mm. you know, keep your ears open. We may definitely hear some news here from trey or somebody on this squad uh you know so a lot of things could change as it goes uh you know on especially uh the news with collins and akongu so uh the the tough part here though you know 223 not bad 223 and a half i mean but not great either you've got the 20th and 23rd pace which uh really doesn't help matters but the the positive here crash is you've got the 27th and 23rd ranked defense. So Hmm. these teams have both been fairly porous lately and can definitely get up some points. So where are you leaning uh, in this game here? And how much do you think that game last night's going to affect the Atlanta team? Um You know, it may a little bit. um, Trey Young, we had to wait all day
1: basically to find out if he was going to play. And then he ended up having one of the biggest games on the slate, of course. But um, I think that there could be, you know, a little bit of management with his minutes, maybe. Uh, We'll see on that. Um, But I I still like Capella at 6,400 on FanDuel, 6,200 on DraftKings. Washington's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to centers. Um, he had 40 DraftKings points last time they played, so solid number there at only 6,200 on DraftKings. And uh, especially if Collins is out, I like Capella. Um, Bogdanovich is 6K on DraftKings, so that's not too bad of a price for a guy that scored 30 plus in six of his last seven games. Uh, DraftKings points that is. He had 34 and a half DraftKings points last time they played, uh, so I do like him. I like a little bit of Raul Neto for value. Um, Atlanta's allowed the eighth most fantasy points to point guards. And um, he scored 23 plus DraftKings points in six of his last eight games. He's only 4,600 on DraftKings, so decent value there. And then um, Daniel Gafford, he's quite a bit price difference here. You've got 5,200 on FanDuel, but 4,100 on DraftKings. I like that price. 24, 24, and 30 DraftKings points in his last three games. So um those would be the main plays for me in this game i think
0: yeah i think you make some great points you know uh trey of course if he plays at 10-2 is playable Mm -hmm. um you know these injuries that he has and then he comes out and plays a million minutes and scores a million points right it's crazy to try to figure out what the real deal is there but let's follow that news if he's in he's certainly an option uh to me uh for me it's all dependent on capella if if both guys are out, Okongwu and Collins, then I love Capella. If either one of them are in, though, they try not to extend Capella if they don't have to. And he they're real protective of his minutes. Plus, they don't like him at, at the end in there because he can't make a foul shot either. So uh, if those guys are out, then yes, with Capella, if either one of them are in, then I'm not going to play any of the bigs for Atlanta. I would think they'll have Collins on some type of restriction uh, if he's back today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bogdanovich is a good point. He's 6K coming off the bench. It's hard with 18 teams playing to play guys off the bench unless you're convinced they're going to play mid-30s minutes. Bogdanovich hasn't quite got there on minutes, but he's been extremely efficient multiple games in a row. So for that, I agree with you. He can be a consideration here. On the Washington side, I you know I expected all along, and I've been saying it every day. I thought Raúl Neto and Ish Smith would be just a, a complete positional, uh, you know, uh, s- split. split where yeah. they both play minutes. But Raúl's uh, Howell, I guess, is pronounced. Sorry, mm-hmm. Howell Neto Howl. is um, really maintained the starting position there and gotten more minutes. And at four six. You know, if you're punting, maybe even the second spot on FanDuel point guard or something, I think it's reasonable to consider him. Um, mm-hmm. The defense of the Hawks backcourt is nothing to be uh, right home about. Um, after that, you know, Kuzma 9-4 is a big number. Um, but, man, is he played fantastic, I just don't know if I can go quite to that number with all the yeah. good payups here. But he is capable. I will say his rebound percentage is, has come back down a little bit since Gafford's sort of retaken that center Mm -hmm. position from Thomas Bryant. Right. So, uh, you know, Gafford is tempting again, if you, if you want that pay down center at four, one, he's not probably not going to blow up the board for you, Mm -hmm. but his floor is pretty solid now that he's uh, really taken that position back over. Um, And then they, they play about four or five guys off the bench You know, with Hashimura, Avdia, Smith, Bryan, and Sadoransky. I'm just not, you know, crazy about any of those guys. Mm -hmm. Even in GPP, I think they're a bit of a reach.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. And and I thought the same thing, that if Kuzma was on a smaller slate, he'd be more in consideration for me. But on a nine-game slate, I just don't think I have to
0: go there. I'm with you. All right, the third 7 o'clock game is the Indiana Pacers at the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we've got Detroit on the second night of a back to back. They were in that hard fought game yesterday as well. So they're, mm-hmm. again, you know, playing back to back Indiana Island game. Indiana's favored by three and a half on the road. It's a 231 and a half total, not bad. Mm-hmm. 117 and a half implied for Indiana and 114 for the Detroit Pistons. Indiana comes in 22 and 42. Uh, Detroit comes in 16 and 47. Probable for Indiana, Lance Stevenson. Two important pieces uh, for the rotation for Indiana are questionable, Betase and Duarte. So we need to follow those two. We already knew that McConnell, Turner, and Warren are out. For Detroit, you have two guys out, rotational guys, Marvin Bagley and Frank Jackson. So looking at this game, statistically pace, Indiana 18, Detroit 12, so middle of the pack, but two garbage defenses, 26th Mm -hmm. and 25th. So another matchup of two teams that don't defend. And unlike these first two games, Crash, we've got tons of value here on both sides. So is this a go-to game for you? It could be a sneaky one, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have a few plays in this game. I don't know if I'm going to stack it or anything like that. But, you know, starting with Malcolm Brogdon, 7,200 on FanDuel, 7,600 on DraftKings. Detroit's allowed the third most fantasy points to point guards. He's coming off his best game of the year uh, against Orlando on Wednesday. He had 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 8 assists for 65 DraftKings points. So monster game for Brogdon yeah. on Wednesday. Um and Detroit's also allowed the most fantasy points to small forwards. So if we have to figure out if it's going to be Brissette or Stevenson or who's going to you know be in there, hopefully one of those guys is going to be out. It'll make that decision a little bit easier for us. Um, but at this point, I like Brissette, sixty two hundred on Fanduel, fifty nine hundred on DraftKings. Uh, and then on Detroit side, Sadiq Bay, um, Indiana has allowed the tenth most fantasy points to small forwards. He had fifty DraftKings points in their first matchup. He's 6,800 on DraftKings. And then Jeremy Grant, I think you can go back to him. Um, He seems to be fine in his rhythm. He's had thirty six forty and 38 DraftKings points in the last three games. So I like him a little bit here too.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting matchup. I mean, I I think it really can be sneakier than a lot of people are thinking. Um, Mm -hmm. You've got some youngsters for Detroit that, you know, the back-to-back shouldn't be too daunting for them. But yeah, there's a lot of guys I like here. I think Malcolm Brogdon at seven six his price is now, you know, a little bit uh you know mid range where it's a little tougher, but mm-hmm. I did have him that last game where he was the top scorer oh, on the yeah. slate and it was mm-hmm. awesome. So I think he can come back to that. I mean, he's playing fantastic basketball and uh certainly is in consideration. I think we're gonna see his price climb mm-hmm. uh over eight K pretty soon, you know. Yeah, for sure. Halliburton a little overpriced at 8-7 because oh. that hasn't adjusted with, with Brogdon back. But Buddy Hill's been getting a, a boatload of minutes at 7-4. I think he's mm-hmm. playable. Same, same with O'Shea Brissett at 5-9. Very playable. He does have to face some Jeremy Grant defense, which can be uh, a bit stifling. True. The spot that's been difficult for me, though, because I like both of these guys and I've been burned both ways. and. Uh, now they seem to be splitting a bit, but Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith, I Mm. think they're both interesting. If Jackson gets enough time and stays out of foul trouble, he got in some foul trouble last time. He's only 5'3", and Jalen Smith smashed it last time at 5'2", and he's been playing some 4 and 5, backing up both Brissett and Jackson. So, you know, Jalen Smith's going to be low-owned. I think mm-hmm. he's really showed some great strides here. And at 5-2, I think he's going to be a very, very sneaky play, and I'm very interested in him off the bench. Uh, we have to see if uh, Bataze's playing and Duarte because it affects that rotation. If those guys are out, the two that you can at least discuss are Lance Stevenson, uh, if he's in, or Terry Taylor. Uh, because with you know Duarte and Batase, that that'd all be a split with those guys if they're all in. So right. for now, you know, Brogdon possibly uh healed an outside shot, but a little overpriced. Brissett's a good value, and I like Smith off the bench. So I think I'm gonna come out of here with two pacers. And then on the piston side, you know, Kate Cunningham seven six, and uh, that price is a little. A little bit much, but it's the same as Brogdon. And you've got probably, he's probably going to be guarded by Brogdon. So Mm -hmm. sort of a fair match there. But the guy that I really like on the Pistons is Sadiq Bey. Like you said, he's had a good game against them before. He's sub-7K now at 6'8". And that's what Indiana, now that they're going with the Brogdon, Halliburton, Hill lineup, having a little trouble guarding, you know, some of the bigger threes like a Sadiq Bey. Yeah, uh, And he can really pound you inside and then knock down a bunch of threes. So Sadiq Bey is my favorite piston in this game. Um, after that, you know, I get the Jeremy Grant thing. He's six three. Just seems to be a little more volatile because they are using inside, you know, Stewart and Olenek now is getting okay. a bigger role. So I get a little nervous there. Uh, Isaiah Stewart is always a reasonable, uh, pay down at center. Plus it's Isaiah versus Isaiah at center. So you, you know yeah. that carries some weight, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, at four, eight, he's usually going to at least be a safe play. So if mm-hmm. you're, you know, stacking up salary wise somewhere else, he's not the worst decision on the slate by any stretch. Yeah, definitely not. All right, man. You ready for game four? We're going through this like a knife through butter. Yep. Milwaukee Bucks. You know a little bit about them. A little bit. Yeah, they're playing the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. Big game for the Bucks fans out there. Fear the deer. Milwaukee minus four on the road. Chicago's going to be take that personally, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a 238 total. So what about that, man? How would you like to have the Milwaukee Bucks as the largest total on the board? Wow.
2: So um, how I mean, many Chicago bucks are too many
0: for you? Six? Well, I mean, Chicago's <laughs> a pretty good defensive team, so that's a little surprising to me. I know. Well, let me finish the numbers, and then you can dive in, because I want you to dissect this for us, because nobody knows the bucks like you do. So it's how about this, though? 121 implied for Milwaukee, 117 for Chicago. So you know me. When I see two over 115, I get excited. When there's a 120 and a 115,
2: Mm-hmm. It's like,
0: you know, this game has got some teeth to it and needs to be, you know, considered. Milwaukee comes in 38 and 25, Chicago 39 and 24. So they're a game apart on top of everything else to make it even more intense. Yeah. We don't have any uh, questions here. We know Conanton Hill and Lopez are out for Milwaukee, Ball, Caruso, and Williams are out for Chicago. So it's the same scenario they've been playing with for a while. So it's cool to have. A game with a a small total, or I mean a small spread, a big total, two teams that are motivated to win. We don't have all these question marks swirling. You have a nice-paced Milwaukee at 8 and Chicago at 15. Uh, Milwaukee's fallen out of the top 10 defensively at 12, and we know since Chicago's backcourt's been out, they have been falling in the defensive rankings. They're down to 21. So I'll give this to you to say this checks about five boxes out of five boxes. And hmm. the only problem I see, and I'll let you figure it out from there, is the nightmare of salary here. There's mm-hmm. so, there's six guys that are high priced just in this game, in my opinion. So what do you make of this, Josh? Because this is the one where I scratch my bald head and try to figure out what to do.
1: Um. Well, I like I like on the Milwaukee side. I like Drew Holiday, um, seventy eight hundred on DraftKings. I think that's a pretty good price. Chicago's allowed the eleventh most fantasy points to point guards now. I think a lot of that has to do with when Lonzo Ball and and um, and Alex Caruso have been out. I think their rankings have fallen quite a bit because of that. Yes. Um, but uh, he scored fifty four. Holiday scored fifty four and forty three in his last two games. Um, had that 54 against Miami, which is another good defensive team. So I think that he's more than capable of having a good game here uh, against Chicago. Um, So that would probably be one of my top plays for Milwaukee. Also, like Portis, um, 6,600 on DraftKings. You know, going back to Chicago, it's a little bit of a revenge game for him. He had 31 DraftKings points in their first matchup, and last year he averaged 39 uh, DraftKings points against the Bulls. So he does seem to have a little bit of that revenge factor. I mean, it, it fits him, his personality, and everything, obviously. So I like Portis. Um, Giannis, obviously, he's always in play. Chicago's allowed the fifth most fantasy points to power forwards, but he's 12 3 on DraftKings. So that's that's a little bit steep for me. I'm not sure I'm going to go there. Um, I do like DeMar DeRozan below 10K. It uh, feels like he's been at 10K or above for a long time now. So Getting him below 10K now. Um, Milwaukee's allowed the seventh most fantasy points to power forwards. He had 46 and a half DraftKings points in their first matchup, with 35 real points. Uh, so I like him. And then Vucevic is 8800 on DraftKings. He's had quite a bit of success against the Bucs. He had 52 DraftKings points average in his last five games against them. So I do like him.
0: Yes, a uh, good good analogy there. I you know I'll I'll tell you what this game a lot of people are going to have multiple players here for all the reasons that I said, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it right now. This is going to be my contrarian stance of the day is not to be overexposed to this game. I I think there are two reasons why. I think you're going to see more of a playoff atmosphere mm-hmm. where both teams are just digging in and going after it. You're not going to get a lot of lackadaisical buckets up and Ram. down. And, you know, I'm not saying that, You know the under is a lock here by any stretch, but at 238, I think it. I think it does go under because I think these two teams are going to be hyped up. It's going to be sold out stadium. It's going to be loud. You know they Mm can. They're basically tied almost in the standings. I just see a little bit different atmosphere, and I don't see where you're going to benefit a ton by playing teams that we've talked about all along where if you have at least three guys on each side that are go-to guys that can blow up a slate at any time they're all priced higher you know Middleton Giannis and Holiday and Portis not far behind Mm -hmm. and then Levine DeRozan and Vuk so you've got to pay the piper here and if you try to go 2v2 in this game like a lot of people will you're picking up the scraps and all the other games yeah. and there's no guarantee that that usage is going to be there right. so i'm not going to pass this game but i guarantee you i'll have less exposure than most of the industry and you know you're going to have all the other guys out there you know on podcasts saying how oh, mm-hmm. this is the key game and you know they're going to love Giannis and love holiday and love levine and love vukovic but you know what that's not the real world you, you know you take those four and then you're, you know, you're grabbing a bunch of uh, Mo Bombas and Kem Birches and, you know, yeah. Gary Harris is the rest of the way. So mm-hmm. good luck with that. But, so here's, here's the th- couple points though, that I'll make. I, I do think the two centers are my two favorite spots. If I had to really narrow it down because Portis mm-hmm. is down a six, six, which is very fair. And if there's anybody in the league that, is a narrative value guy. Like you said, the emotions on the sleeve, Bobby Portis, you know those eyes are going to be bugging out of his head like he gets all fired up. Yeah. And, you know, Vuk's not a good defender. I think Portis can pay that price pretty easily. On the other side of the ball, you know, I think Vuk is – and I've avoided Vuk a ton this Mm -hmm. year. But, you know, Giannis is – outstanding in the paint, but I still think Boop the way he's been shooting the ball, yeah. he's knocking down a bunch of threes on top of everything else. I think he's dangerous. I'm not going to go there. I doubt at eight, eight, mm-hmm. but he is the guy that I'm afraid that could throw a 50, 60 burger pretty quickly uh, on the board here for Chicago. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, probably not looking that direction. Levine was great. You know, when he was priced down a little bit more, a little mm-hmm. bit tougher now. I will say this to your point, though. Uh, everybody says IO Dasunmu, this young guy, he's just crushing it defensively, shut down. If you look at his recent couple of weeks, I've been avoiding some of the point guards he plays against.
2: Mm-hmm. And they've
0: been doing okay. So either yeah. they're figuring him out a little bit or mm-hmm. Mr. Dasunmu getting a little tired. Or, you know, this is a, a tall task for him. Uh, fresh new, you know, youngster having to guard the other team's best perimeter player every single game yeah so something that you know keep aware of there is maybe we start flipping that the angle mm-hmm. on that and instead of avoiding some to move players uh you know put them into uh play and holiday seems to be hot lately so at yeah. seven eight that you know if i don't go portis he'd probably be the one milwaukee option for me
1: hmm yeah and desumu just guarded trey young all night last night so oh yeah you know. and that
0: went real well
1: yeah yeah he got lit up yeah. uh well i was going to make a point too about the over-under in this game do you know what the over-under was last time they played um 220 184 no, 94 and 90 was the score
0: that's what 84. it was
1: yeah the bucks won 94 to 90.
0: Oh my god, and they make it a 238 now.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know,
0: that, that smells like a bunch of dead fishes in the in the water, though. That scares the crap out of me. If Vegas makes that much of a change, that is terrifying. So this could be 130, 127. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I wish I I wish I didn't know that because that scares me now. Yeah, but, I found uh, it to be very surprising when I saw that, but that was
1: the score. So
0: wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was different situations. Some guys were out. I get all that, right. but still, I don't know if I've seen that much of a jump from a real score matchup to what Vegas puts out there.
1: Yeah, it's fifty-four points. That's huge.
0: All right, I'm gonna have to. T- I'm gonna have to sell my dog. Sorry, Chance. You're gonna have to go, buddy. Every- everything's going <laughs> in under Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go on to the other 7.30 game. And no, I would not sell Chance. He's our mascot for Coach Talk. Right. Uh, 7.30, Orlando Magic-Toronto Raptors. So we go from a a really exciting game to not quite as much of an exciting game. But it's confusing here because we have Orlando on the first night of a back-to-back and Toronto on the second night. So Mm -hmm. we have two things to figure out here. Mm -hmm. Um, Orlando, uh, Toronto, I'm sorry, is favored by eight. It's a 221 total. 106.5 106.5 implied for Orlando, 114 for the Toronto Raptors. Orlando comes in 15 and 48. Toronto 34 and 28. We know Isaac, and that's Mo Wagner out. Franz Wagner in. In fact, Franz had a blow-up game the last time after I played him three times in a row, crash, and <laughs> didn't play him last time. Yeah. So the Wagners are not my favorite people right now either. For Toronto, for the 9 millionth time, he's, we're going to have to call him the point guard LeBron James. Fred Van Vliet is questionable. So mm. questionable, you know, he's been sitting lately. He's We've had Malachi Flynn three games in a row. Same scenario like always. If Van Vliet sits, Flynn is playable. Yeah. If Van Vliet plays without restrictions against a poor Orlando team, he's been play. And then we've got some other uh, designations. David Johnson, questionable. The newly acquired DJ Wilson, questionable. And Thad Young is questionable. Mm -hmm. We already know OG Ananobi is going to be out for a couple of weeks with a bad toe. So we go back to this. Statistically speaking, again, you got the back-to-backs in play. Orlando, first night, Toronto, second night. Pace, Orlando, 10. Mm -hmm. Toronto, only 25. Orlando, 24th defensively and right in the middle of the pack, Toronto at 14. So, this game is very confusing, sir. Have you figured out any targets?
1: First, I wanted to make a comment about your uh Wagner comment because those guys weren't my favorite guys in the world either, being a Wisconsin Badger fan. So, Michigan Wolverine, yeah, yes, so they gave us some trouble. Uh, yeah, so for me, if then if uh, Van Vliet's out again, you know. Malachi Flynn, this this price differentiation is so insane to me. Sixteen hundred on Fanduel, only thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. Thanks. So he actually went down. uh Flynn's price has actually gone
0: down uh, since last night. So well, let's face 2.1. it. If, if Van bleed sits, Malachi Flynn on DraftKings has to be hundred percent free square in every lineup.
1: Yeah, it has to be. I mean, that's just a crazy deal there. um Scotty Barnes, you know, Orlando's allowed six most fantasy points to small forwards. He had 39.75 DraftKings points in their first matchup, 6,300 on DraftKings. So he's 6,900 on FanDuel, so he's almost hit that 7K mark uh, where I would want to start to avoid him a little bit, but still playable on DraftKings. Um, Siakam, Orlando's allowed the second most fantasy points to power forwards. He's 8,100 on FanDuel. He's 9,100 on DraftKings. So I'm not sure I'm going to play him on DraftKings, but he is in consideration for me at 8,100 on FanDuel. He's been near 10K most of the year. So I like that price for Siakam.
0: Yeah. And That's about, about it. The, you know, I, don't really like, yeah, I don't
1: really like the Orlando side. Toronto's pretty good defensively. I was looking at all their rankings where they rank, and, and they're pretty solid. So
0: yeah, no, I don't blame you. Um, you know, to me, I really can't say exactly what i'm going to do here until i have that news on van vliet Mm -hmm. i guess for now you know we count him out because he's missed three games in a row but i really do think he may play here i think you know it was the decision let's bring him back uh you know last night or bring him back tonight since it was back to back so i'm you know very torn here the bottom line is if he plays Without restriction, he's playable. If he's in, it really shuffles everybody else down. It hurts mm-hmm. Trent Barnes, Siakam. You know, all three of those guys. So, but if Van Vliet's out, let's just say that I think you can go to fairly priced Trent and and Barnes. Trent's been a little quiet lately at six eight, uh, but you know, uh, probably gonna lock, definitely gonna lock in Flynn if Van Vliet sits. Yeah. So I doubt I'll go with the full backcourt from Toronto, but Trent's a, a sneaky play at six eight. Nobody's gonna own him because everybody'd go to Flynn.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: uh, you know, something to at least keep in mind for a different pivot that could be beneficial because if he gets hot, he's tough. Yeah. Um, Scotty Barnes is really playing all different aspects of the game. I this kid is really fun to watch. He plays mm-hmm. the best player on the other team. I don't care if it's a, a one, two, three, or four he right. guards them every game and he gets blocks, steals, and he can score the ball. Um so if he gets a little bit more consistent with his outside shot and you know not turn it over as much. He tries to make too many spectacular passes, mm-hmm. but at 6-3 on DraftKings, that's a good price, man. I yeah. I you know, I really am glad you pointed that out because the pricing difference seems a little exaggerated today between DraftKings and FanDuel, so Somebody looks like they dropped the ball here on one side or the other, but I think Barnes is a good play on DraftKings and just so-so on FanDuel. but he's in play for me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't trust Pascal Siakam. I've watched his game recently. He's He does not seem to have that fluid motion that he had. He's a little choppy mm-hmm. and second-guessing himself, so I'm not spending over 9K on a guy <clears throat> that I don't think has really got his full game going. Now, I say that and hopefully knock on wood I don't you know uh, have him come up and throw one of his 65 70 burgers on the board which he's capable of doing mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna go there and then it's just way too much of a rotation with some of these other guys you know a lot of people Boucher was real popular everybody's looking for that 55 point boucher game at 4k but I just don't trust his minutes you know she mm-hmm. was playing well. We don't know if Thad Young's in or or not. Birch is getting some minutes, so I'm not going to go there. On the Orlando side, I do like a guy here. And I've been so high on him lately. I think I've played him four out of the last five slates because he's been in good matchups. And I like his matchup here. And that's Jalen Suggs. I understand everybody's afraid because, okay, Fultz is back. RJ Hampton's getting good minutes. And that's, you know, with Anthony being the alpha there, you know, where's Suggs going to be? If you watch these Orlando games recently, Suggs has been more of the alpha than anybody mm-hmm. else. I think he's decided that he's taking this team on over and it's going to be mm-hmm. his squad. Now, yes, Anthony has the ball in his hands the whole time, and etc. I get that. And he's only 6'6". So Cole Anthony, again, could right. be a nice play. But Suggs at 5'7" you know, if he makes some shots, he's, he's going to get steals. He's going to get blocks, believe it or not. And he can jump mm-hmm. out of the building. And I just think that he's really flexing out here recently. And I like him again in this game where I think it stays close enough. If Van Bleet sits where I get scared is if he plays right. And Toronto decides they're going to go after it. They could smack Orlando because they're so bad. So Suggs maybe at five second, seven. I don't want to slide back into the trap of Franz Wagner, because like I say, I played him like three times in a row. Then last game, he has the game of his season. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so terrified of suckering back into this. You know, the road runner when he runs over and sees the giant literal sucker there right. and then the rock falls on his head. But yeah, <laughs> That's how I feel like if I if I put Franz Wagner up there and he gets me 17 fantasy points. So. Right. Yeah, I don't know, but he's certainly capable uh, of putting up similar tight numbers. So we'll see, because I don't think Mm -hmm. Barnes guards Wagner. I I just think they're going to put Barnes on uh, Wendell Carter or, you know, something like that, because it's just a a different dynamic with the matchup with this team. So yeah, uh, an interesting game. I do want some exposure. I think that, you know, people that are going to pass on this game are making a mistake because I do think. There are some nice plays here. Mm -hmm. All right, let's move to the eight o'clock games. And I love the way the games are spread out today. We're going to have a lot of basketball overlapping one after another. We have two eight o'clock games. The first one is the Utah Jazz and the New Orleans Pelicans. Utah is favored by three. It's a 227 total, 115 implied for Utah, 112 uh, for the New Orleans Pelicans. Coming into the game, you've got Utah 39 and 22, New Orleans 26 and 36. Uh, the only guy questionable for Utah is Jared Butler. Other than that, they are fully healthy. For the Pelicans, Nance and our buddy Zion Williamson. I said on the show yesterday I wasn't going to make fun of them and call them cheeseburgers anymore. I'm rooting for them to come back. So mm-hmm. Na- Larry Nance and Zion Williamson are out. Yeah. So. Let's look at this game. We've got 19th and 22nd in pace. That's not exciting. Mm -hmm. We have 10th in defense in Utah, pretty solid there, 20th in New Orleans. So combining for very average. So this is one of those games that can bite you and be, you know, very low DFS game, or it can bite you and go the other direction. I don't think there'll be much in between. It is a low spread of three and the Pelicans are at home playing for a playoff spot and playing very intense basketball. So what's your, uh, what's your brush here?
1: At this point, uh, my stance is to fade this game. I don't like anyone in this game. Actually. Nobody.
0: Wow. All right. Jazz (laughs) fans and Pelicans fans rise up. Don't Crash. He's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I think there's a couple of things here. CJ McCollum's been fantastic, by the way. Since he came over there, what a perfect fit. But he's 9K, which makes it a little difficult. Uh, and he's still splitting the you know the majority of big shots with Brandon Ingram, who's 8.3. So you don't get like a steal on either one. So right. I get that. Jackson Hayes <clears throat> has been a constant go-to for everybody in this world at 5.2. I don't know if we're expecting him to have like some miraculous 60-point game, but I've been chasing him and he's been okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, you have to like sweat an okay, which isn't very fun. Right. So, not sure I want to go there, especially with the Gobert interior defense. Same thing with Joe Val at his price. So I'm with you. I you know, CJ's tempting for me because he's such a stud at 9K. Mm-hmm. He would be the guy if I decide to pay up there to go to, because I just love the way he's playing. He seems very comfortable uh, in uh, New Orleans. As far as the Jazz go, you know, Donovan Mitchell's been fantastic. He's 9-3. You know, he is a guy that could go off here. He's probably going to get some Herb Jones defense, which is Mm -hmm. reasonable. Uh, But, you know, 9-3, again, a a big price. It's, It's almost like, for me, I'm either going to do like you're doing, fade the game, or say, okay, I'm going to go against uh, you know the ownership and everything, yeah. and I'm going to go C.J. against Donovan and just let those two have it out and hope the game stays tight and is high scoring because I do like that duo mm-hmm. uh, back and forth there with, with Donovan and C.J. So right. it's going to be one option or the other for me. Nobody else for Utah really comes into play for me. Um, too risky on Bogdanovich and O'Neal for sure or Clarkson. Mm-hmm. And, and Goberti, too. You know, he gets a, a Joe Val, Jackson Hayes, you know, big fellas inside combo. So hopefully that holds him to the point where his rebounds don't get him to his number.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, Chief. The other eight o'clock game Minnesota Timberwolves, Oklahoma City Thunder. Minnesota favored by seven and a half, 230 total, 118.75 for Minnesota, 111.25. For the Oklahoma City Thunder. Minnesota comes in 34 and 29. The Thunder 20 and 42. We have a questionable tag on Jaron Vanderbilt, which is important because that's a mm-hmm. rotational piece. Plus, we already know Ant is out and uh right, McKinley Wright is also out. The big news for Oklahoma City, who's been sitting a boatload of people, there is a, a questionable tag on a key player there in Lugan's Dort. Also, favors Jerome Wiggins and Kenrich Williams, all questionable. Mm. So you explain to the NBA how you have six guys questionable. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> amazing that you have six guys that are just dinged up enough to play or not play. Don't understand it. And then on top of that, Josh Giddy is doubtful. And then mm-hmm. you've got Muscala and JRE out. So you've got a compressed rotation here for Oklahoma right. City. And how they're getting, being able to just tank here is a little bit uh, confusing to me. I would think the NBA is, is looking pretty closely at that. Um, as far as statistically here, it is the first night of a, a back-to-back for Minnesota. So that's the last one on, on the list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how they attack this with, with OKC. They're favored by seven and a half. So maybe they rest somebody. Maybe this is a cat rest, a D'Angelo. Uh, You know, but I don't know with with Ant already out. I have a feeling those two guys play, but we need to follow this news. And if you're going to roster some of these guys, just, you know, be prepared for late swap just in case some news comes down, because we're more than likely not going to have this at Mm -hmm. lock, but certainly makes it uh, really confusing Mm -hmm. here on on the Minnesota side. Minnesota's second in pace. So that's very intriguing. Oklahoma mm-hmm. City, not bad, 16th, middle of the pack. So this game's more of a, a pace game than than a lot of the other ones. Uh, defensively, Minnesota 17th, the Thunder 11th. They're trying to mm-hmm. scratch their way into the top 10, which is pretty impressive with this group of cast-offs, G-leaguers, and European players, basically. Uh, so I don't know, man. This If you can figure this one out, then – it's time for you to take your bar exam. You can be a, a big wheel like Andrew and have uh, be an attorney. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I Where do you start with this game and where do you end? I have no idea. Um,
1: I'm looking at, for me, the first play is going to be D'Angelo Russell, 7,900 on DraftKings. Oklahoma City's allowed the third most fantasy points to shooting guards. He had 52.25 DraftKings points last time they played in January. And as you mentioned, Anthony Edwards is out. So that usage is going to be going to Russell and Towns primarily, assuming they both play. Um, And I do like Towns, especially on FanDuel, where he's 9,300. He's 10-1 on DraftKings. So 9,300 on FanDuel, really good price there. Oklahoma City's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to centers. Um, His last five games, he's averaged 53 uh, DraftKings points against Oklahoma City. So, you know, solid numbers there for sure. And then one of McDaniels or Vanderbilt for me, um, Oklahoma City's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to power forwards, and Vanderbilt had 42 DraftKings points in their last matchup. So good value there, really good value if he hits that. I mean, that's 10K value, so 10 times, I mean. So yeah. Oklahoma City, I don't really like anyone. Um, Patrick Beverly's done a pretty good job against SGA if you look up the numbers, and uh, that would be my primary play if I was going to play anybody from the Thunder.
0: Okay. You know, I have more interest here, I think, than most. Again, you know, this is shaping up for me to be somewhat contrarian of a build the way I'm looking so far, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that, you know, even in cash and single entry that I'm a bit different than the field, but I think there's a lot to take away from here. Number one, Vanderbilt News is massive to me. He's mm -hmm. questionable because if he sits all of a sudden. Uh, Malik Beasley comes into play. Nas Reed comes into play. Uh, you really can start looking at uh, the guy that's going to plug into that spot and get those minutes. Yeah. I'm with you. My favorite t wolf is D'Angelo Russell at seven nine because, number one, I, I love to play him when Ant's out and vice versa.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: the fact that Oklahoma City's really had trouble guarding that position – this just seems like one of those games where D'Angelo is going to be a a shoot first type of uh, guard and and really score right. the ball. So I like him a lot. I also I love Cat's price on Fanduel. I'm with you. Nine three is a big misprice. He mm-hmm. there's no way Cat should be below 10k. I think 10.1 right. is fine. He really, if I was pricing, I'd have him like a 10.5 because mm-hmm. uh, Oklahoma City's interior defense sucks and Cat. Yep when he gets rolling, can score the ball. And if it stays close, you know, Vegas has it at seven and a half. You know, maybe this is the game you roll the dice and go D'Angelo and Cat mm. and, and go after it because they're going to do the majority of scoring, right. especially if Vanderbilt's out. You know, then you've got all the second fiddle guys, McDaniels, Beasley, Reed, those guys. So more falls on Russell and, uh, and Towns. Pat Bev's always an option if you're punting 5K, but you know, again, all over the board, you never know exactly
1: mm-hmm. what he's
0: going to do. Plus, I think he's going to have his hands full and focus on SGA, because SGA has been a one-man show uh, for this team. Uh, 10-3 priced right, in my opinion. If you want to use one of your payups, I, I could see it there. I mean, he is his usage right now is off the chart. It's up there with everybody that's you know all the big boys Mm -hmm. because there's really no other options on that squad so i'm probably not going to go there but i do think that sga is a great play i really do Mm -hmm. uh trey man's been okay pokusheski now that he's starting that skinny little or tall dude i should say yeah he gets some fantasy points you know Mm -hmm. he does he's only four nine he's not the worst play in the world Right, uh, but after that, though, you know, I know a lot of people like Baisley at five seven, Roby at four six, because he's playing more. But I watched a lot of this game the last time out. This Vit Krejcek guy at three is getting good minutes. Olivier mm-hmm. Sar at three one is getting good minutes. Do I want to roster those guys? No, but that they're, they're concerning enough to me that the big man four five man rotation, you know, with Baisley, Roby, Krejcek, Sarr. Uh, those guys are all getting minutes, so I don't even want to mess with that. So, for me, if I have a pay down, maybe Pokachevsky or man, uh, SGA, if I'm going to pay up, and then mm-hmm. probably going to spend some cash on this game uh, with Russell or Towns, or if I want to save some money once uh, I know a Vanderbilt's in or out, I'll consider a Beasley Reed as a secondary cheap value play. Yeah, I agree. All right, we have two games left, a nine o'clock and a 10 o'clock. Real quickly, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com. If you're a first time depositor, you get a match of 100%. If you put in 20, 50, 75, 100, all the way up to 100, they will flat out match your deposit. If you use the po- uh, promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space, and you'll get that promo code. Also, if you want to take advantage, of our betus.com.pa. If you're looking for a book and your state doesn't allow wagering, uh, betus.com.pa is an outstanding uh, place to go. I've been there 16 years. Great payouts, very simple. Uh, Just when you sign up, it's key here. Use the promo code COACHTALK. If you sign up and deposit $149 or more, the first deposit, We are going to give you two free months here at DFS Coach Talk. That alone is $150 value. So if you want to roll the dice, betus.com.pa, promo code Coach Talk. All right. Tomorrow, real quick set of what the the deal is. It's doubleheader Saturday as far as podcasting goes. Crash and I will be back first thing in the morning. It's a six-game slate, but we will be going over the five-game main slate for tomorrow. And we will also build a two brains are better than one lineup on FanDuel. So we'll have a FanDuel GPP built right here on the podcast tomorrow. And then 3 p.m. Eastern, I'll go live with Gundacker where we'll break down all five games game by game. So we'll be posting that link on Twitter, uh, on YouTube, and in our Discord. And then last of not, but not least, we want you to come try us out. DFSCoachTalk.com, a quick 10 spot. You're in for three days. You see everything we've got. I'll do a one-on-one with you strategically. We'll look at everything, bankroll management, contest selection. You name it, we will go over it. So love to have you, Crash. Let's bring all those people in that were have been looking at us and wanting to try and not gone after. We're yeah. looking for you to come in here. and. Give us a shot. Absolutely. All right, two games, 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock. 9 o'clock game, nice big total here, but massive spread. It is Houston at Denver. The Denver Nuggets are favored by a whopping 14. So the only big real troop, in my opinion, blowout conversation. Mm-hmm. But it's half, 110.25 implied for Houston. A big fat for Denver, which makes you feel like you need to go there. Mm. Uh, Houston 15 and 47, Denver's 36 and 26. We have questionable tags on uh, Eric Gordon and Jay Sean Tate, uh, which are important. And then also Dennis Schroeder is questionable. Mm. So three main pieces of that offense. We need those answers. We're not going to have a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So set up late swap. If you want to, uh, Go with those guys. My buddy Garuba and John Wall are out. For Denver, Zeke Naji, a depth player, sort of deep rotation guy, is questionable. And then Kanchar, Murray, and Porter all remain out. Coming into this game, we've got uh, Houston, of course, our darling of the industry with the fastest pace, number one. Worst defense, number 30. Mm-hmm. Denver, uh, 21st in pace, so... Major pace down for Houston. You can't have a better pace up for Denver. Defensively, Denver's right square in the middle at 15, but should be able to take care of, uh, of business with a 30-ranked Houston yeah. defense. So, are you heavy on the Pistons or Pistons, the Nuggets tonight? I should say.
1: Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't want to pay um, 12-6 for Jokic in a game that could blow out. Um, that's just and he hasn't really been playing, you know, he he hasn't scored more than fifty in his last three games. So I know the game store, if the game stays close, um, he could have you know 70 in this matchup because Houston's allowed the most fantasy points to centers. I got well, it. But um if this game does blow out and I'm leaning more towards that in my game script thoughts, you know, I don't think he's gonna come anywhere near what we need for him at twelve six. So Not going to go there. Um, Aaron Gordon is a little bit intriguing to me. He's 5,900 on DraftKings. Houston's allowed the the most fantasy points to power forwards, and he had 14 and 18 in his last two games, so he's just kind of due for a a bounce back here, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: that's your top
1: play in this game? Probably, yeah. Probably would be Aaron Gordon on the Denver side. Um, And then I I do like Jalen Green a little bit, 5,300 on DraftKings. Denver's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to point guards. He scored 33-plus DraftKings points three of his last four games. So uh, a little bit of a decent play there, And, and that's probably about it for me. Jason Tate would also be in play if he plays, but we don't know that right now. So that's pretty much where I'm at for this game.
0: Yeah, I'm not crazy here either. I can say that I've had the Joker two the last three times, and Mm. he has not gotten there. So there's a lot of people on that, you know, I hate the Joker bandwagon with me right now because he's been so disappointing. And when you give that kind of salary up and don't get your number, that, that stings multiple times in a row. So, you know, here's my fear, though, Crash. You said it yourself. Houston has given up more points to centers than any other team in the league and joker's the defending mvp at center Mm -hmm. he's not played good ball it's at home denver it's so terrifying because i'm as of now i'm passing on him but i swear to you i see like if this game frequently stays close somehow Mm -hmm. it's like 80 burger is possible for this yeah
1: yeah he really is
0: i know I know. And, and that's terrifying. But I just don't think I can spend that cash after being so disappointed multiple times and with such a propensity for this game to blow out because
2: mm-hmm.
0: Houston stinks. And if those guys don't play, Gordon, Tate, and Schroeder, now they're not only stink, but they're shorthanded. Yeah. They're going against a, a Denver team that, that, you know, they're 10 games over 500, but they need to make a run. Uh, to really get up in there try to ha- host a, a, a first round playoffs series so I don't know man I for the Houston side I'll say this if Gordon let's just say Gordon Schroeder, and Tater all out if they are I think you're sort of forced to go after a porter green or wood or a combination mm-hmm. of two of them because yeah. three quarters of the game you're gonna get those you know those guys in there. Um, Mm -hmm. if everybody's rolled in though, I I don't see any reason to push the the needle, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. And then on the Denver side, you know, it's generally hit or miss other than the Joker. And now he's hit or miss. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Morris, Barton, Gordon, Jeff Green, you know, those guys, I just, I can't, I'm just not excited about it. I think that, you know, if you want to take your one last shot at, going for the Joker to, to have a complete smash spot. I would not say that you're doing it wrong by any Mm -hmm. stretch, but uh, yeah, this, this game is just a little bit concerning for me. If it blows out, I think a lot of people play and it's like Denver has a deep bench. If this game is 18 or 17, they're not afraid to play rivers, Highland Forbes, Jermichael green, DeMarcus cousins you know, Compazzo, those guys mm-hmm. have all been starters at one point or another right. uh, for this team. And so, yeah, I'm probably going to be on the fan uh, fade bandwagon here as well, unless I can pick up some value on Houston if, if those guys are out. Mm-hmm. All right, let's end this podcast with an interesting final game here. It's the 10 o'clock game, late night, sweat, hammer, all the fun things everybody calls it. It's an hour after the game, uh, the Denver game. It's the New York Knicks, Phoenix Suns. Phoenix only favored by six and a half because of the short-handedness, without some key players mm. being uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So it's a six, but Phoenix is still favored by six and a half. It's a fair total at 224. 108.75 for the Knicks, 115.25 for Phoenix. The Knicks come in 25 and 37. Phoenix, an impressive 50 and 12. Mm. Uh, for the Knicks, questionable tag on Noel, which does make some difference for Mitch. Yeah. And then Grimes and Rose remain out for Phoenix. As we say, the two stud backcourt of Booker Paul, both out with. Uh, two stud big men that I know are your favorites, Kaminsky and Sarich. They're both out too. So sorry to burst your bubble there, Crash. But uh, as far as statistically speaking, Knicks 27th play super slow. Phoenix 9th, so not bad at all. Defensively, Knicks very respectable at 13. And we know Phoenix stymies just about everybody their third. Mm-hmm. So you know, I hate to pass on these last two games like crazy. I feel like lately I've been trying to hang on for dear life and watch these last games, and it's just like, you know, it just drains yeah, the fun. life out of you.
1: <laughs> it's definitely not fun.
0: No, it's yeah. not. I hate it. You just miss – you you root for turnovers and miss shots and you mm-hmm. sweat. But what are you going to – is there anything here that you can have at least something down the stretch that's worth it?
1: Yeah. Um, I, I do like Cameron Payne at 4,800 on DraftKings. He had 25 DraftKings points and only 20 minutes on Thursday. And that blowout went over Portland. I think this game will be a little bit closer than that one. Uh, New York's got a little bit better team overall to me than, than Portland right now. So I, I do think that Cameron Payne has some value here. Um, Cameron Johnson, if the game blows out, I mean, you know, he, he kind of can get you there. Even if it doesn't, he's 5,800 on both sides. He had, um, 30-plus in four of his last five games, you know, so 5,800, that's decent value. Jay Crowder's been playing pretty well. He's 5,300 on DraftKings. Um, RJ Barrett's been lights out, but I don't trust him against this defense. So I I think that, you know, one of those three guys probably for me, and then, you know, kind of pass on the rest of this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do like the two Camerons again for Phoenix. I rostered them last time, Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson. I do think Mm -hmm. they're the two – best spots to go price wise, four, eight, and four, a five, eight, very fair and makes it work. Uh, Payne's probably my favorite. I think yeah. he'll be chalk real chalky though, mm-hmm. but that's yeah. okay. Nothing wrong with eating some chalk. There's plenty of contrarian spots we brought up uh, through the podcast. Um, you know, Mitch Robert four eight huge risk, but if Noel sits, he could get some extra run in center. RJ Barrett's been the best player on this team more so than Julius Randle over the last Mm -hmm. like three weeks at least. So, you know, Barrett's tempting at 7 7. He does get that double duo of Mikhail Bridges and Jay Crowder, which are a pain in the neck on defense. Mm -hmm. Those two guys are tough. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely not going to pay up for Randle at 9 2. Barrett is in consideration for me at 7 7. Just because he's been so dominant uh, in their go to guy. Uh, So I will consider him there. And then deciding, you know, can I go with just Cameron Payne or should I, you know, uh, dial up both Camerons? That's going to be a big question. I think you'll have some people try Landry Shamit. I get that at 3 6, but don't feel like going there. Uh, Mikhail and eight and eight and both, they're. You know, again, hit and miss 6-2 and 7. And you just really can't afford that miss uh, late in the slate if you're expecting a lot for him. You don't mm-hmm. want to run into like a Marcus Morris situation from last night, which, by the way, not just Marcus Morris Sr. is dead to me, but his twin is too. I'm, I'm eliminating both Morris's. <laughs> I, w- I wanted to do a Joker on Morris type push. Uh yeah. last night after watching that. So yeah. Anyway, sour grapes, uh, water under the bridge, DFS. It's a new day, so we don't have to worry about that. So I do think there's some plays here that are are very strong, and it's not a force, like I have to have somebody in the late game. I'm gonna force a guy in. I do mm-hmm. think those plays that were mentioned there are are fairly good plays, and it's gonna be a salary situation is where where can you fit it in? And you know, I don't think I'm gonna pay up crash for the Joker, or Giannis tonight. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have some cash to work with. So believe it or not, it's it, it's probably going to change. It always does at the end of each slate when all the right. news comes out. But I'm more of a medium build today than, than Stars and Scrubs. How about you?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm right there, too. I'm right there, too, for sure.
0: All right, man. Then this is our prize picks selection time of the podcast. So it is early morning so we're not sure that we're going to have all the choices up there so you can go on a lot of things that we said throughout the podcast if you're building some but why don't we give people uh our two favorite plays for what's up on the board right now crash who's your first well we'll give you your second choice first we'll build we'll build the drama okay uh, my my second choice I'm gonna go
1: with drew holiday over 18 and a half points okay um, I, I like I like how he's been playing lately he's gone over that number in four oh actually his last four games so um solid solid play there from drew holiday like you said he's been pretty much on fire lately especially from three and yep. then for my first pick um my top play will be, D'Angelo Russell over 22 and a half points with Anthony Edwards out. We talked about the matchup against the Thunder. Um, I like, I like that play. So those will be, that'll be my play there. Okay. Russell very good and holiday over in points. Who was that Russell and holiday over in points. Gotcha. And, okay. um, Excellent. There, there could be more plays on the board. Obviously that as the day goes, there will, there will be more, but they, you know, there'll be more that I like. Uh, But for now, for what's on the board, that would be my top two.
0: Okay. I like it. All right. For me, this is a really weird one. Uh, You're going to get a kick out of this one. And it seems odd play, but I really like it. It's SGA over five and a half rebounds. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that go into that. The guys in and out, the way that that game, I think, is going to unfold and how the matchups work with Minnesota. He has a tendency now to drift down there and get those "Quote unquote," the old Russell Westbrook, you know, type of rebounds, or now like the Luca rebounds, where the point guard just drifts in there and pulls three or four rebounds just for being the guy looking to rebound and go. And yeah. SGA has some size too. People don't realize he's right. he's stretchy. So think uh, an odd, you know, odd one, but I really like five and a half uh, rebounds over uh, for SGA, and then. PRA points, rebounds, assists total. There's a couple of guys here that I think uh, could really get to that number. Uh, but I, you know, it doesn't seem like this would be an obvious flat out play either. But uh, I'm going to go over CJ McCollum, 32 and a half,
2: hmm. because
0: he's doing a little bit of everything. He's not a good rebounder. I get that. But when you're putting up 25 points, five assists, you know, yeah. he's just got to grab maybe three rebounds and he's at that number. And I think that's somewhat of a floor uh, in this, you know, decently high scoring game against Utah. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay. going McC- uh, McCullum over PRA and uh, the weird one of Shea, SGA. Over rebounds. Okay,
1: and I want to remind our viewers that on Fridays they have happy hour um, on on Prize Picks. So right, you can get plays below five dollars. Usually the minimum is five dollars. You can get a place from one to four dollars uh, between one and five Eastern on on Prize Picks. So
0: excellent. So have an early drink and an early Prize Picks play, and you're set for the day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, man. Outstanding. Really appreciate you. Uh, great, great slate tonight. We're really going to get after it. Uh, we look forward to talking with everybody again tomorrow. We'll be back uh, for that five-game main slate and then to pick our two brains are better than one Fandle lineup GPP. So thank you, Crash. Have a great Friday. Enjoy yourself. It we is. have our guys Andrew and John at the, the big conference in Boston there. They're mm-hmm. having a great time. Yeah. So uh, do you see the picture I had uh, of them at the bar afterwards? The two wild and crazy guys.
2: Yep, <laughs> I did.
0: <laughs> we're, we're, hit, we're, we're smashing them. Cause they can't answer back. Cause they're, they're right. The <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> great stuff, man. Well, have a great day. Enjoy yourself wherever you are. It's sunny and 80 degrees here in Dallas. Mm. Uh, how is that possible at this time of yeah. year? But I'll take it. Yeah, beautiful. All right, man, have a great one, and uh, everybody enjoy. Crush those slates. Let's see, take down. post some stuff up in here. Thumbs up, hit the subscribe button.